Hey everybody, it's Matt from Made Up Movies. This is Mike Kolar. Hey from Made Up Movies, it's Mike Kolar. And we are here to talk to you about our new Patreon page. Uh, we could really use your help uh, getting some support for making this podcast. For five bucks a month on our Patreon page, you get bonus episodes, a whole bunch of extra content, and lots of cool interactions with us. What's not to love? What's not to love? There's a higher tier if you want to donate more and get your episode made immediately. But for five bucks, you get a lot. Yeah, a ton of stuff. So check out patreon.com slash madeupmoviespod, or you can find that link on our Twitter at madeupmoviespod. And yeah, five bucks a month, a bunch of extra content. It's yours. Check it out. Made Up Movies Patreon. Thank you. Y'all hear that? Made Up Movies. Made Up Movies. Oh yeah. Made Up Movies. Made up movies, yeah, 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 yeah. Made up movies, movies in your face now. Come and get an earful. Made up movies, made up movies. Hello and welcome to Made Up Movies. I'm your host Matt Shore, and not with me at all is Mike Kolar, uh, the jerk to my hating him for not being here. Kolar is still in Iceland, my co-host, uh, Mike Kolar, and uh, he's left me without him. So this entire time, I've had to sit and spend time with our least popular character, Detractor. Say hello, Detractor. Hello. I am happy to be here, even though I am unpopular. Yeah, Detractor is a cute little tractor-type robot uh, who likes to lift people up, and he also breaks people's spirits because of his annoying voice. My voice is not annoying! Okay, you guys got a sense of what he's like there. Um, So yeah, I'm a little bit pissed because uh, Kolar's not here. I miss him terribly. But don't worry, uh, because I found a way of, you know, expressing these feelings that I've been having. So I I decided I'm going to get into spoken word poetry. And uh, so now basically I'm going to uh, just free flow my emotions and let you know how I feel about Kolar not being here. Right on, Daddy-O. I can dig it. That, thank you. I appreciate that. Even though you're unpopular, you're very supportive, and I find you adorable. Um, okay, so here's go. I, I'm just... Kolar, Kolar, Iceland, Iceman, heart of ice, leaving shore in a ditch of his emotions. Made up movie, made up friendship? Did high school mean nothing? German class with Neil Paul and Herr Carthen setting a projector on fire. The flames burn throughout our class. But now I have freezer burn on my ass because of the chill. The douche chill. That is searing me with the heat of coldness. Heat of coldness does not compute. Okay, well, I'm still workshopping this, so I'd appreciate if there were fewer interruptions while I'm still doing it. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Thank you. Okay. 
So the heat of coldness is not warm, it is lukewarm. And now the flames of burning are the Mr. Freeze driving the ice machine through my heart. I have a poem too. I would like to recite one too. Well, you're, that's not really... Well, that's that's not really a poem. That's just some stupid shit that rhymes that is self-complimentary. You have to dig deeper and be more emotional than that. Oh, okay. When you do stupid bullshit, it's art. But when Detractor does it, it sucks. Is this what it is like to be Kolar? To be your slave? Okay, no, you're not a slave. Uh, you're not a slave. We're gonna get in trouble again. Um, go ahead. Finish your poem. It's fine. <laughs> Sexy robot. Yeah, baby, yeah. Who wants to oil these gears? You can give me a lube job, if you know what I mean. I like to party. Party? Yes, I like to party. Okay, you're sort of just, sort of just repeating yourself there. Okay, this is oh, really frustrating. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to get another guest host. I can't do any more with Detractor. He's too annoying. I agree with Smash Trivia, finally. We're going to have to kill Detractor for good. What? No! Don't unscrew my head again! I'm just going to unscrew it real quick. And here we go. No! Uh, we'll be right back. Alright, we are back, and I'm here with a very special guest, someone I've known for quite a while. A incredible, probably the funniest person I know, uh, if not top ten. I'm not sure. Probably, there's probably some friends of ours, our mutual friends, who are battling it out right now, or, or very angry that I'm putting you in such high regard. But this is elementary school teacher, moonlighting as a comedian, Kat Pilardi, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So It's interesting to learn that I have nine rivals for the number one slot of funniest woman. I love I, I don't I think love not funniest, not funniest woman, funniest person. I don't Oh wow. I didn't I don't I'm not gonna qualify it by gender. That's that would be too crazy. Wow. That um, would be well that but that makes that means that I'm even funnier if it's all genders. Exactly, exactly. But that seems to imply that uh, it's a shallower pool if it's just women. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> well, women are worth less per dollar, and that's okay. No oh, no. That. They've gotten to you. Obviously. The Supreme the, uh, Court has you know, gotten to you. With the way things have been going in the... Well, anyway, let's. <laughs> oh no! Let's not go. Let's not go we there. We made it right sad now. immediately. Oh god! <laughs> no, no, I, I just think... want to know who my rivals are so I can. Um, well, I you know, mean, I, I really, I love having um, 
someone to uh, compete against in the real world <laughs> and look them up on Wikipedia and see how old they are and see if I'm beating them. Well, I would put my um, my normal co-host, Kolar, up there. He always makes me laugh very, very hard. But he's not here right now. He's, you know, in Iceland with his fiance because he thinks that's an important way to spend his time. So we'll just pretend he's right. And I'm not mad or jealous or lonely. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to be doing guest episodes. That sounds fake, Matt. I, I, uh, is Kolar even real? I don't. Is Kolar real? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. When he's not here, am I even real? Is there? Is does my life have meaning? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm falling apart again. Uh, but I, I I heard I heard some sort of sad news that one of your mm-hmm. trademark characters, Jan Salami has come down with monkeypox recently. Is this is this true? It's true and uh yeah, one of my characters Jan Salami. I'll, I'll actually just hold on, let me see if she's here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I've got monkeypox. Proud of it. Hey. Proud of it. That seems Jan. Come on. That's a little I'm still relevant, honey. I'm still relevant. Mm. This is the most trending thing I've been up to in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting laid and people know it. Uh, well, I don't think I feel like that's contagious. You shouldn't you shouldn't be that uh proud of that. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I've had uh six ex-husbands. They all turned out to be gay and uh but this this last one, I'm sure I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a straight one. He gave me monkeypox. Well, fingers crossed for you on that one. Um oh boy. Oh boy. Well, uh, I, I feel bad about Jan, but we, we have a, you know, we've got a task at hand to get to today. We have to review. <clears throat> yeah, I'm back. I'm we back. have to, Sorry. okay, good, good. Have to say goodbye to Jan for a second. We, uh, we have to review a film today. Um, so, oh, let me, uh, let me just pull out my, my bingo spinner here. Uh, it's a totally real thing that exists, so you can definitely see this. I'm going to pull it out right here and put it in front of us, and I'm going to spin it around. It's going to randomly generate, you know, one of these movies that we're going to watch. So let's just see what we got That's here. a nice big bingo spin. I know. It's very nice, especially mm-hmm. uh, how many times I've hit it with my car. It's still in pretty good shape. Okay. You got a number here. <sighs> Uh, let's see. This one is number 23, it says. Oh, that's lucky. Uh, lucky number 23. Uh, <laughs> is that a lucky number? Yeah, it no, doesn't I, I sound it like is. a lucky it number. It feels lucky. feels lucky in my heart. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's Driving with the Top Down. This is from Recasted Podcast. Um, it says, a teenage love story about Kyle and Denise who attempt to drive cross-country in Kyle's grandpa's old Cadillac convertible, unbeknownst to their parents, will they get caught? Or will they? Or their time together ruin their relationship? Okay, so this is a cross-country oh I love romance. a romantic movie. I love a, body, a buddy comedy. I love... Every, I'm already excited. It okay. can't go wrong. Okay, so let's... Uh, you can use uh, borrow Kolar's, uh, you know, transdimensional goggles because he's not here. They will be kind of. Uh, are they sanitized? Uh, no, they are not. Um, I, I, but then again, you've been hanging out with Jan, so I should really worry about germs coming the other way. So I think maybe, <laughs> maybe whatever, maybe whatever. It's okay. I bring I bring wipes with me. I'll wipe them down. Okay, Thank that's you. that's Doing fine. It that's a good idea. Uh, all right, so. Just give it a good wipe right there. 
And mm-hmm. all right, let's just put these on and <sighs> flick. Oh, whoa! <gasps> oh, Ooh, that's, oh my that's touching. <gasps> what? Oh. what? Okay, wow, that was that was incredible. Whoa. Now you might notice some uh, debilitating neurological effects from the what? goggle experience, but that's just part of the show. Uh, they should be gone in three to five years. Um, you're you're a fighter. Keep good. You, all those... Is this why you had me sign that waiver before we did this? That's one of the reasons. I mean, I there's a lot okay. of legal things that I like to prepare myself for. Also, uh, if this podcast ever becomes monetized, uh, you know, don't expect a big check for for your contributions. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I would be very upset right now if I didn't love this movie. I I kind of loved it too. I'm not I don't know. I've been in a very cynical place relationship wise. Dating pool in rural Ohio is not as sexy and Parisian as I've been led to think. And uh mm-hmm. this this film really warmed the cockles of my hearts. I Well, I mean, it's interesting that Kyle was so much I mean I would say, you know, maybe more attractive than Denise. Wow. You never see that in movies. Wow. You think Denise is a total uggo? I think your words. No, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that. But usually the woman is like way hotter than the guy in these movies. And I, I like that they, you know, they, they went out of their way to say, you know, we're going to do a, basically some guy that looks like an F boy, you know, has crazy abs. And, you know, with he, he the girl had, uh... that is, you know, more normal looking. He had a Zach uh, Efron flair to him. He was, it mm-hmm. seemed like, like shredded. Because there was like a beach scene where he re- he pops that shirt off. <laughs> oh, and, yes. I remember that scene. And yeah. it, it almost looked like human growth hormone or something. Because he doesn't seem to be <laughs> a, like a tall man. It just seemed like he had gotten injected with a super soldier syndrome and was suddenly like, I think Kyle, whoever plays Kyle had gotten some sort of like, uh, you know, audition for a Marvel movie and was like, I gotta, I gotta get this under, under control. Cause yeah, he, he looked built. He looked built, but I didn't think Denise was unattractive. Yeah. She has, she has kind of a big nose and they do the thing where they make her clumsy and she's often spraying, you know, various condiments on herself throughout the movie for comic relief purposes. But I, I didn't think she was ugly by any stretch. No, of I, and I want to be clear. I'm not saying that. And she had a very normal nose, but they've, and I love that. I love her nose, you know, and that's why I'm saying that it's, I'm like, finally a normal nose on, on camera. Do you know what I mean? A nose that isn't under the, you know, that she didn't get 18 nose jobs. Right, like where Scarlett you can't Johansson, see no the very evident nose job uh, dent, which is fine, too. You know, you can get a very cute, uh, you know, nose from a nose job. And there's plenty of people I know who could who could definitely need one. And I'll, I'll email you after the show, because now that we've been on the subject, I've had this, I've been making this list for a while. You know what? These people need to know. It's time. It's time. Get it done. Get it done. I'll be, you know. Wait, no, no. I, I don't know if I, I, maybe I've been unclear. I don't think you should be telling anyone to get a nose job. I think I why should. Ta- what? I think I should. I mean, why not? I think. Uh, because the point is to love yourself as you are. The point oh, is that no, no, in no, this no. movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And 
what, I don't know. What anyway. this movie taught me is that some people are made for each other and some people just aren't. You know what I'm saying? And some people, you know, aren't made for that nose. And I think they need to, in the same way that Kyle had shredded abs, some of these people need to get their nose a little bit shredded, too. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, shred it down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. The I mean, honestly, go. this this conversation is somewhat upsetting. I, I disagree <laughs> with you on a very, very core value about women's noses. But Oh, I'm not talking about just time- women. Again, I think Kyle and Denise had a beautiful love story. And we all were charmed by it. But wouldn't the movie have been better if they had like a chubby, bald, bearded friend who who came along and third wheeled the whole time and was in the backseat of the Cadillac being like, hey, I'm here too. So I think that movie thing. exists and it's the one where Jack Black, is it, is it infidelity? No, uh, high fidelity. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might or shallow Hal. I don't know. Shallow Hal. Um, yeah, sure. Exactly. What you need is like a Jack Blackian figure here to really undercut the romance and just remind people that you know, hey, the lonely exist, and we deserve a place shoehorned into your love life, just like like a lamprey onto like a a an eel or a uh, or a giant whale, just like a parasite. That can, you know, it's like, you got all that love, huh? Share the wealth. Let me just sign it up. But speaking of whales, let's talk about the whale scene. I mean, that, like, I don't know how they got those shots. Like, where I was like, is this CGI or are they riding a whale together? Like, this is a crazy romance. It was very romantic. Well, because they've got those big tanks now, right? Where you can, this seemed like it was a relatively recent movie, which is surprising because it had sort of a classic uh like mid 80s early 90s feel i feel like we don't get many movies that are just straight up oh yeah fun and like comedy and romance anymore that aren't just like direct to streaming anymore really but it, it felt like and similar to those like early 90s movies the soundtrack to this was maybe the best part oh yeah it had a lot of really cool jams in there a lot of like boy band numbers and like sing-alongs and just like they they were showing off their dance moves for each other there's like a running thing oh my god that dance scene yeah and it's like i felt like there's a lot of movies where it's like there's a dance scene and you're like well this isn't really earned they just shoehorned this in here and this one it felt earned it felt like i you know it, it sort of fit with the movie uh and sort of fit with the vibe like this is just a feel-good film overall uh i mean i think that they all i mean in real life do you know how they got this actor kyle no i don't i mean i know they beamed the trivia into their brains but i it felt like something was happening with my retina while that was happening so it was a little bit hard to focus but go ahead so oh my gosh he was on season one of Nikki Glazer's F Boy Island oh. on HBO, and he was an ex Chippendales dancer. Like that he was like, I lot. mean, he's young, obviously, but he they found him like at Chippendales in Vegas. Like he's an amazing dancer. He's like, because um, he didn't really look he, like he was that much older than eighteen, to be honest. So was he like a Chippendales dancer when he was fourteen? I feel like that might be problematic. I. Was, I don't know that it was legal that he worked at Chippendales. I mean, I think that oh, 
But so, you you can tell yeah. he's like lived a life and he's been through some shit. You know what yeah, I mean? He had he had sort for, of cold dead guy. eyes like a shark. Um and it almost felt like uh even though uh <laughs> even though Denise sort of looked older than him cuz he looked sort of boyish in his good looks, he had this the way of performing that it just felt like I've seen some shit. And Denise almost had like her performance was like a lot more innocent and like seemed a lot more the character anyway felt a lot more like what's the word where it's like you haven't experienced the world yet uh where where you're like parents keep you sheltered that's what i'm looking for she sheltered. felt very sheltered yes to me. almost like Denise yeah she was i loved how innocent she was well she was a virgin you know i mean like right. and i think that women that are virgins and they're a little bit older it's I think there there's a lot of pressure and a lot of fear of like, oh, if I haven't done it yet, am I ever going to have sex? And I feel like it was funny where it's like, I love to see this mashup. And I, I, I'd like to believe that in the real world, those two would get together. And they, they obviously had amazing chemistry, but it's like, it is like, oh, is this just Hollywood? Would this really happen? I think it would. I mean, you never know. I mean, I don't know. It's... It's hard for me to say that it would or it wouldn't because, I mean, Denise is so lovable that I feel like... And also, they make it... I mean, it, they're teenagers, so it's like they've That's clearly true. known each other a long time. My question is, is that, like, is it realistic for this teenage romance for... I mean, because the, the thing is, like, there's so much... The, the setup is basically that... Well, they, they, they steal or they, they borrow, uh, grandpa's old Cadillac convertible, but like the parents of the families are a little bit like Montague and Capulet in that they don't want this union. And Kyle's parents are a little bit waspy and like, do you really want this girl? And Denise's family is a little bit more down to earth and like, not trashy, but like just more laid back Mm -hmm. and chill. And maybe lower income. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit of like class warfare of like Kyle's family being like, you know, you're you're kind of a cut above. And you need to recognize that. And there is sort of like a recurring theme of like these like threats from outside of like these uh, these sexy beach babes and like girls from around the country being like trying to flirt with Kyle and being like steal him away. From Denise, almost, and providing these, like, challenges to their relationship. And even even though Kyle doesn't seem to really be interested in that, the threat of that continually happening is extremely frustrating for Denise. Uh, the, the threat of what happening? Just these women constantly being like, oh, right. Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, oh, that's your girlfriend? Just implying that they, he could do better. So, so it's to speak. so upset and like oh my god that one girl with the curly hair who you're just like i'm gonna slap you in the face <laughs> she and, was so and annoying. like of course she's got like perfect abs but it's like well that's uh, why like she's just she ugly says that in, to deep him. inside she's like we could have look we both have abs and she like lifts up her shirt and it's like and our abs <laughs> are the same size so they could interlock See, it's like a perfect That fit. line was crazy. I can't believe she said that. It was weird. <laughs> and she's doing it right in front of Denise. And Denise is, of course, eating a pizza slice at this moment. And is just like, mm. like, she just feels like, <laughs> God damn it. I want to 
I also want to clarify for the audience listening. I forgot that Denise was a teenager like Kyle because in real life, the actress playing Denise is like in her mid thirties, whereas the actress playing Kyle is legitimately a teen. And yeah, so it is kind of like choice? they're saying she's a teenager, but like, is she? Are they just doing that because she's a good actress and that like she's clearly yeah. a skilled comedian, but like at the same point, it was, it was like a little bit noticeable. And it's like they're trying, they kind of get away with it because they're both relatively short. Like she's still shorter than he is, but like at the same time, she it looks at least ten years. And I think she's like, well, it's like more I than mean, 10 like years. look at Licorice Pizza, right? Like that was the movie where it was like an older girl dating a kid that was underage, and they did hook up, but you're kind of rooting for it. And you don't really like. Oh, I wasn't know why. rooting for it. I don't know if you're revealing something to the audience that that's what you're into or something. I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything, but it sounds like no, you're but, saying I mean, older women up, should you know, date underage boys. That's your preference. Okay, okay. But, I am an elementary school teacher. You really need to stop <laughs> starting these rumors. Well, I, I mean, not for clear. long at this rate. I, that's all I have to say. This is getting incredibly, incredibly problematic. Do not tag my name on this. <laughs> I I never will. I mean, I don't want to be associated with that kind of content. It's horrifying. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Licorice Pizza, but I have heard about the uh, the age discrepancy or the thing of that. And so you you saw this film, right? The Licorice Pizza is it is it problematic yeah. in that, or is it like uh, you know? I think some people found it slightly problematic, and I didn't. But um. I'm also someone in general who, like, so, like, I'm someone who actually likes being catcalled by, like, construction workers. This is a true thing about me. It's like, I just, I need attention that badly that that's a win for me. So, I, I don't know. It's like, any attention is, no, but anyway, point being, um, you know. I, I can't I, believe you. You're so silly. I, I, well, I think the difference is in that in Licorice Pizza, it's the... It's the characters who have the age difference, though, and that's what makes it like, like right. edgy or something. Like I don't know why you would write that choice, right. but maybe it's like based on real life or some something like that. I have no clue, but like, uh, I always, you know, I, I I feel like I know why they cast her older because of the flash forward scene in the movie. When you have to see them as an older couple and like she it was easier to make her look older because she is in her thirties, the actress. Now they now Kyle looked ridiculous in, in the old age. Why makeup. did they give him why did they give him like like gray swoops on the side of his like just for men hair? Like why did they do that? Like he was how old were they supposed to be? Because they did nothing to her. They like put her in a like more matronly sweater and then otherwise she was the same. I don't understand why they did that. They made him look like Reed Richards for no reason. It was very strange. And uh, they had him do another shirtless scene where he still had, like, <laughs> clearly had all the abs, even though, but he just had gray swoops to make him look older. Well, he had those, like, three gray chest hairs that they clearly glued on. That was the other confusing <laughs> thing, too. Like, why would they do that? Uh, it was for the flash forward. You had to be able to see well, that they did so... end up, like, Having kids together and like that you was know. so romantic to me because I didn't expect yeah. that because like the movie does yeah. have a sort of like like a lot of these do it did have a very sweet ending but then it had this like additional epilogue of the flash forward where it's like 
oh, they're not just a for now couple. And then they go off to college and go their separate ways. This is a love for all time. And that sort of changes Mm -hmm. and reframes the movie and makes the movie more powerful because like it makes the parents and their like Denise's parents are like, uh, you don't want it. We don't want them as in-laws. Like they're going to be so uppity and like persnickety this whole time. And Kyle's parents are just like, mm, they're of a lower class, you know, where they're not country club people. And it's like, and Kyle always has this attitude of like, not even like, in your face, she's the one and like performatively in love. He's just like, yeah, I love her. Like, it's just a given. And I feel like yeah. his, his security Aww. in that, like, is totally validated by this flash forward where it's just like, see, he was right the whole time. But see, but see, this is where Hollywood is maybe putting like unfair standards in our brains with these romantic movies where it's like, we like we're in a movie where we believe this like hot seventeen year old kid like is just in love for life with this woman and it's kind of like is that setting a standard that is you know is that setting us up to be disappointed by the real world if like here's the deepest question here if you met the love of your life at seventeen would you be able to know it and stay with them. Or is there a certain point where it's like you'll meet several people that could have been the love of your life, but you'll go, you'll stay with the one that you met at the right time? I think the the problem with human nature, and this is me going to answer this, trying to be honest and not doing a bit, is that this movie, the lesson of this movie, and like Kyle being that steadfast and like considering it soulmates and all this stuff, is possible, but it's not a one size fits all thing. You know, it's like you said, like, uh, earlier, it's like, there's certain trauma that you haven't experienced, right? And there's certain trauma that other people have. So what we're seeing in this movie is that Denise is constantly insecure about whether she measures up to all these, like, hot little jerky females who come up and try to steal Kyle away. Because she's considering it like, she's feeling normal teenage insecurity about her own appearance and her relationship and what love is. And she's a virgin. Am I going to be good at sex? All this stuff that normal teenagers uh, think about. But like the, I think the problem is that it's not that this movie necessarily wants to create on. I mean, it's a fantasy. It's a rom-com. It's, it'd be so disappointing if it wasn't happy, but like it's, I think the problem is that, what we do is we we so we like see a movie and we're like okay that's how i've decided my life is going to be and then when it deviates like if if i met yeah. the love of my life when i was 17 like i'm so deeply fucked up i'm sure i could have screwed it up a million ways <laughs> do you know what i mean even if 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 the person was like i genuinely love you i would be like i'm panicking right now and i need to run away i'm scared i don't like there's so many things I, in my own life that I've had to work up and down and through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm I don't, I think, I think like the lasting love happens when you're really ready for it because I don't know, like I, I don't know that I, if I'd met the love of my life or the person I'm with now at 17, like, I don't think that we would have dated. I don't think we would have been ready and we would have been our like, okay. Also, can we talk about the sex scene? 
How how interesting was it, like, the, the difference between when they tried to have sex at Kyle's parents' house and when they <laughs> tried to have sex at her parents' house? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because are you talking about, like, well, first of all, they they that's a running thing is that Denise is like, I think I'm finally ready. And, like, it's implied that I think Kyle's not a virgin, right? He had had sex before, right? But I think they implied with that girl that he passed in the hallway who had like, you know, like the high boobs. She had like really high boobs. They were like just very <laughs> close to her neck. They were on and her chin, actually. She had breasts like, on her chin. Straight up. There was like literally a moment where they were on her chin. But anyway, the point is like, um, I think that they implied that she kind of knew how he was in bed, right? Like, right. I feel like I couldn't tell if that was like they've gone all the way, or they had just been super. You know, they'd done like I don't know, they've done some stuff, but not maybe all. I mean, stuff. she did the blowjob symbol with her hands, so I feel like <laughs> it's like we. But that could mean okay, anything. You know. I don't know these teenagers and their slang and their crazy TikTok gestures. Oh, these Zoomers! I, I don't I know you. that that was a TikTok gesture. I was. Man. I was. I mystified by it i'm like what is she doing why is she moving her tongue in her cheek like that and with her mouth in an o-shaped i'm not sure this could mean anything this could oh why are they so hard to read these kids today i can't these kids today i mean yeah i feel like i also think that girl that character with the high boobs existed (laughs) to kind of show that why he likes denise right because I think what was her well, name like M- Maria? Yeah. I feel like she was like more she didn't see the depths of him and his potential. She just thought of him as an F-boy. She didn't see like that he had obviously has a passion for origami, right? Well, yeah, he loves it, it, uh, speaking of mystifying, he loves origami to a frustrating extent in this movie. He, <laughs> I mean, he treats it's it kind like of ridiculous. He treats it like he wants to study origami in college, and I'm just like, dude, it's just like, like is there money in that? I don't know. I don't know why this is his thing. Like you'd think he would oh, like oh, you could do, like the like, dashboard of the car becomes like on their road trip becomes like covered in origami. Right, but it's a convertible, so these things are blowing out the window and, and are at the top like every five seconds. And he's like, "Just an excuse to make more for you, babe." And they're it's like, why? Why is he? It's so stupid. But whatever, he's hot. He gets away with it. He's charming. <laughs> I, think, but like, I think they must have glued some of them on there because a couple of them like stayed on, and it's like, dude, you are like going eighty miles an hour. Like that origami would have blown off. Like that bottom one, you know, the the, the pink dinosaur one. Oh, I'll sh- sure, sure. Let's just start using glue with our origami. That really respects the art of origami. This movie's all over the place. <laughs> this movie, I just like love things like that where it's like he's an artist. He like loves. There origami. were so many ways like, he could have been like a believes- painter or a songwriter. But why was he an org? I frustrated me so much. But it also made because I couldn't tell. I think what frustrated me about it was that I I found it funny, but I couldn't tell if the movie wanted it to be funny as funny as i found it or if the movie was like it's fun and quirky it's like the equivalent of playing a ukulele like and i'd be like i don't know if it is i hate ukulele (laughs) i like can't stand like girl like they just i think there was a period in the 90s or like early 2000s actually where like girls like every musical comedian in the comedy scene like got a ukulele and was like 
I hate when boys don't t- talk about periods or like, I, I just feel like it was like, You're calling I don't out know, there was so just a many, lot of really bad So many people we songs. know right now. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I just felt like ukulele was like, I can play a song and I've learned two chords and nothing wrong with people like putting themselves out there, but there's something about the ukulele that's maybe, was it, um, what's her name from New Girl? Yeah, uh, that's, it's Zoe the Zoe Deschanelification of... Uh, uh, you know, a famous Northwesterner who couldn't hang had to leave. Couldn't handle it. Well, handle you know, it. and you know what that's about is like, wait, she went to Northwestern? Like briefly. I think she transferred because she's like, this is pretentious and you guys don't like ukulele nearly enough. And she left. That okay. First her. of all, Zoe Deschanel is also pretentious, but I can, <laughs> I will say like a, a lot of famous actors did leave before they didn't like wait, wait time to graduate. They're like, I'm going to go start working now. I mean, I I know what you mean though. There was, there was. Uh, did Garfunkel and Oates do it too? Is that ukulele? Kate Micucci? I feel oh, like. Oh, Kate Micucci. If she did ukulele, I'm sure they pulled it off because they were cool. Those two. But but I'm not saying because like I don't dislike it. I don't dislike the ukulele or that thing. But I agree that there was a point of like two to three years where. A lot. Any any girl who was self defined as quirky was like, maybe this is a part of it. <laughs> it was like, it was sort of like the prop comedy equivalent of like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I mean, it's like, I I almost. Get I have it. a real, I have a real Zoe Deschanel story, which is that I did a guest star on New Girl, and like, I'm not right. here to talk shit, okay? But right, but but she, well, maybe I am. But she like <laughs> wouldn't make eye contact with me like when we weren't doing our lines together well, and like I, I, I don't know eyes. what it's like to be that her. famous. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to look into them. It's like you know in Jungle Book when that snake is looking and you just get sort of hypnotized and scared. What? That's exactly. It's like very scary. I mean, if I were Zoe My Deschanel, eyes? if I were Zoe Deschanel looking into the eyes of little Bo Reap, I would be terrified right oh, now. Okay, he's 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 referring to a re- a, a wrestling character I did in college which is another story but i point being you know i will say on her defense she had just had a baby she was very tired she was having to like leave and go breastfeed every few minutes and i think she was just trying to get through it and but i i didn't feel like it was weird it was like she would just do the scene with me and then wouldn't like talk to me in between you know like i'm not even like asking her to but it just it's just like i don't know i hope you know one would hope they would be the celebrity that would be nice in between takes and like friendly. Well, when you, you have know, a baby, you're it's hard uh, that the eye contact muscles get passed through the umbilical into the baby, so they get strong eyes. So it's probably that. What? It's like you want your baby to have strong eyes. That's why you feed him all those mashed carrots. <laughs> and she probably was just like, uh, "I'd love to look at cat right now, but I can't. My eyes are so weak from the baby stealing my eye power." It's a normal mom. You're thing. right. I have been. Yeah, those are th- those articles are on Facebook, right? The mm-hmm. ones you're reading about the yeah. the eye power. Ben Shapiro yeah. has been forwarding a lot of them to my feed lately, <laughs> and it's, it's you know he okay. knows a lot about science. So, <laughs> but no, I here's my question. Yeah. No, no, sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump back to the movie, but it's like, what did you think between the two families? Like, who did what? What actors did you like? Like. I, mean, I like I... Denise's family better because I have a natural aversion to the. I mean, I think it's just it's. I've been tr- conditioned by movies to not like the country club family, 
you know, although I felt like they also they made them both seem like out. like like Denise's Denise's family had no boundaries and Kyle's had too many. Like I thought Yes. It, yes. It was like when Like where the mom is shaving the dad's back in the living yes, room and it's like exactly. gross but it's also kind of beautiful. Right, exactly. In Denise's house. Well, Cuz it's like they don't care that company's over. Like this is us, get used to it. And also the dad bursts in while they're hooking up or attempting to hook up at the at towards the beginning of the movie and they're just like, "Hey, hey, don't let me stop you. I just want to get in here and get another <laughs> razor. You got any of those pink ones your mom likes? I'm going to shave her back next." And it's just like, "What are you guys doing? Like, you should be more weirded out by this." Like, there's it <laughs> they really they really leaned on the shaving each other thing more than I thought. I thought it was going to be like one joke and then it was like, "No, they they really were like, "No, they're a family that shaves each other and this is the only like joke we have for well, this family." Well, after they after Denise and Kyle finally consummate their love, they 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 share in a hotel room a very sensual bath together and, and even though he doesn't have that much body hair, uh, he, she still sh- shaves his back in like part of a one montage. And I'm like, does this director think this is <laughs> like a regular thing? Is this? Well, like- I think the director is from, um, an Eastern European country where maybe that oh, is normal. Bulgaria. Yeah. They're super hairy. Believe I don't me. know. I mean, I, I'm not trying to, you know. No, we, were, we are a very anti-Bulgaria podcast. It's okay. You can, ever since our second episode, unhappy meal you can look it up we did a movie about uh a mcdonald's in <laughs> bulgaria and the bulgarians hate us now we're on a watch list it's a whole thing but yeah they're a hairy oh they're, they're hairy people they're hairy people and they're not to be trusted so you know i mean but i i just don't think the bulgarians even if you're a bulgarian director it's like i, I don't think you should be projecting your weird shaving lust onto us it's just weird it's like it's a normal movie yeah. otherwise. Well, mostly. No. But I, okay, there's there's a lot of things that you said that I want to like just briefly touch on. But one of the things, uh-huh. the main themes of what we've been talking about is like, is this realistic? Is this realistic? And setting realistic expectations for high school romance to last, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you brought up, what's her name? Maria or whatever, who is the, the, the girl with the high boobs. She she and every other woman who flirts with Kyle in this movie are the reason why in this universe of this movie, it is so realistic that he stays with Denise because they make Denise the only girl in the movie, the only romantic option for Kyle who isn't like insufferable. They, they just go out of their way to make every other girl such like a vapid, like, uh, like jerk who only sees Kyle as the status symbol, like his parents want him to be. Like he's a trophy husband. That's like all. Oh my god, that party scene at his house where he like throws the party because he secretly wants to like talk to Denise, but all those girls like kind of ruin it. And like, and it's like his parents know he's having the party, and they kind of want him to, but they want him to end up with a girl like Maria. Well, it's like his parents. Who's rich? His parents seemingly invited more people to the party. It's like they seem to put the word out, <laughs> so they'd be like, maybe if we get some more girls in there, you know, he'll realize he has more options. Which is one of like the inside reasons they take. They they're like, we need to get away from our parents. Yours are constantly shaving each other. Mine are constantly trying to get me to date someone else. We need to go. 
which is like what sets them off to the beach. Like that's the whole thing is they want to get to the beach. And like the whole thing is that they want to go yeah. coast to coast. Cause like they want to go all the way. It's like a full metaphor for their relationship. Whoa. And, and it, oh, oh my God, you're right. Because they don't actually have sex until they get to that, you know, that whole, um, Right, the sexy hotel scene with the bath, that is in Boston. That they made it all yeah. the way across the country. Yeah, exactly. And you'd think in that's Oh my god. That's what's interesting Go all the too. Way. Is they're going from California to Boston. And then Boston is their final destination. It was an interesting thing. I, I, I feel like it would be like most movies it would be like searching for paradise in California, but there it's like searching for, for paradise in Boston, which was an interesting twist. I thought it was cool. That is, you're t- so right. What is it about, like, everyone going west? Going west, I feel like the whole going west thing has been going for hundreds of years. It's like moving west to pursue your wildest dreams. And it's like, we're kind of moving past that as a society. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention when we're talking about expectations in relationship is is, like, what are the cultural norms of where you live? Because, like... I think there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. see this movie and they're like, yeah, I fell in love with my childhood sweetheart. Like everyone in Ohio around me is like, yes, this is the only person really? who expressed romantic interest in me. And therefore I married them. You know, like it just, oh it's, do you know what I mean? And like, of course you see all these people on dating apps being like, we're suddenly polyamorous because we realized we didn't want to spend the rest of our lives having sex with only one person. And it's like, okay, fine. Oh my God. Are you seeing that? Like with oh, your Ohio? Yeah, of course. It's because, really? well, yeah, because everyone got married and had kids super, it just made sense, right? Because this Whoa. is what conservative society is telling you to do. And so it's not like it's wrong or anything like that, but you do see a lot of people who are like, I made this decision at a point where I was still figuring life out. And then later yeah. in life, I started to second guess it. And so there's, there's a lot of divorce. There's a lot of separation. There's a lot of, you know, we're suddenly adding third parties to try to figure out what it is we want. Um, and I'm sure there's that stuff like that everywhere. But like when I think about um, life in Los Angeles and how, I mean, L- LA is a specific craziness where it's like, career above all gotta get famous gotta whatever at all you know so it's like your relationship is a good thing and it might keep you sane but at the end of the day you also might jettison it if you can somehow if if it gets in the way of this crazy thing you're pursuing and i don't think that's i don't think that's the the same perception in the midwest at all i don't think it's like that's really interesting. You know, people aren't like, well, I can't get married right now. I might be promoted at the bank. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> like, no one gives a shit. Like, it doesn't. They're like, having having regular sex at the end of the day is the one thing that keeps me from killing myself because I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I have a friend who's been working at a bank for 20 years, and he looks so unhappy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's it's, I mean, I think that. That's something I'll never have to regret. As much as my life has had lots of ups and downs and been crazy and I'm like, uh, I long for stability sometimes. I'm like, I never have to wonder, like, boy, I wish my life had been crazier. Because it was always, it was always (laughs) unpredictable and crazy and like, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I feel like some people got settled in to what they, what became their life so fast 
that they uh, they regret not seeing, not taking like a, a non Amish rumspringa and just like going around and like whatever the just like being a human being equivalent of studying abroad is, you know, like not experiencing anything else. Just well, getting can, I mean, in. can we talk about like the ending image of this movie where Kyle walks into that origami shop and it's like <laughs> he's in Boston and it's just like. He's finally pursuing his dream. Right, but how is he selling? Like, he's just selling so origami like, paper. And it's like, so you're putting, Denise is going to have to make so much fucking money. Do you realize this? Like, you And ca- she will. And she will because she's a nurse and that's a better job. Right, but it's like, that's a brutal on your feet job. And he's just like sitting in a store that's going to get like one customer a day because he's selling. And he's just like... <laughs> But you know, you know that scene where they show him showing the origami to the kids, and he's so good with the kids, and he's like, the kids are so into him, and like, it's like you know that at the store he's going to be doing workshops. Maybe the workshops will pay a little more than the hourly wage. Oh, yeah, I know. I just I'm still mad at Kyle for doing this, like, because like I mean, if if he was going like all in, if he was like a total like Japanese like cultural appropriator in all way, if he was like doing kabuki theater and like I don't. <laughs> know uh uh making uh the teaching uh ninjutsu or something like that i might be like okay he's he's like culturally obsessed with japan it's weird and culturally appropriating but at least he's got other avenues i just feel like <laughs> origami is <laughs> like it would be the the american equivalent i feel like of origami would be like wow kyle's amazing at making those towers out of playing cards that's so cool, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but like, it's like how- maybe if he w- be, could, could build a YouTube account. Or oh, yeah. He could be a YouTuber. <laughs> the- I mean, also, here's the thing. He's only 17, and so many of us need to go after that stupid dream and then realize, okay, I can't make money at this. Let me do this other thing. So it, he's just at the beginning of the journey, and, like, I think that's okay. It's but totally I, okay for 17-year-old I mean, Kyle. Do you have regrets? But the flash forward suggests that his origami business is somehow thriving and that other people oh, should right. follow in his... Pr- like, that's that's the problem, is that, like, the movie <laughs> seems to Im- imply, er- perhaps erroneously, that there is a thriving origami like business or industry that Kyle is just one small part of like he's like got rival companies coming at him it doesn't make any sense like for what and, oh my god in the flash forward when Maria with the high boobs come by, comes by and she's like sees his thriving business and his kids and she's like really upset about it and she's really unhappy with her husband, who's like an investment banker. Right, because he can't fold anything. She's like, yeah, I ch- asked him to make me a paper crane once, and he couldn't do for shit. It just looked like a ball. And it's like, why is this the measure of manliness? When did this... I don't understand. Uh, it's... <laughs> God. And she still had the high boobs. She still did. Like, I mean, that was the thing that was least heart easy to believe is that a woman's boobs would stay that perky over time honey. they got higher right? it's like costuming like they somehow got, got like some sort of support structure to like keep raising them over time or something they wanted us to know they wanted us to know that was her so they're like okay you, they know <laughs> that maria has the high boobs we have to make sure that this older woman looks like maria <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> Well, all those girls, all the like pretty dumb rich girls at that school had a thing, right? One of them had the high boobs. One of them had the long teeth. 
Yeah, why was the long teeth such a thing? Because they call it out. It was almost like, and it's they clearly weren't that across, long. Well, they they made some sort of like caps for the actress's teeth <laughs> that like went on. They like, kind of looked like that Queen movie where they made like <laughs> they wore fake teeth. Oh my god! Where they like kind of distracted? They distracted from the lines to the thing. Yeah, because like, you can't fucking so talk because you glued shit in the actor's mouth. He's, he doesn't need that. Oh my god. Oh she, God. that actual actor was upset after the shoot. Like she tweeted about how like yeah. they fucked up her real teeth with those fake teeth. Yeah, that's true because like some of them wouldn't come off. And so like she has just like two teeth that are extra long permanently in there. And she, she, she only can audition for witch movies now. She said that and she's otherwise very attractive, but she's like, I, I'm tired of playing teen witch. In every movie, because of these snaggletooths, it's not fair. She is a really good actress. I mean, she plays a great witch. She does. That's the thing. I is have that... seen her in these witch movies since, and I mean, like, she does. It's maybe it's a gift because she is an amazing witch. I mean, the thing is, it's like Hermione who you know compared to her, but like she shouldn't. <laughs> she shouldn't. She should be able to take the teeth <laughs> off and play whatever she wants at some it's point true, it's true she shouldn't be shoe hermione who i know it's just like but i mean one thing we didn't talk about is they're like well they do they do eventually like you said they do eventually consummate it and they do have like it's it's great and it's great because it's intimate and they've shared these like misadventures along the road with like the flat tire and everything and like they what made that scene so sexy? It was really sexy. It was sexy because of the natural chemistry between them and how intimate they mm-hmm. made it and non uh I think there's a lot of face holding, which I always find makes things seem passionate. Like just people grabbing each other's faces in like a, a like sol like eye contact. It's like what you wanted Zoe Deschanel to do for you. Just give you that eye contact and hold your face mm-hmm. and being like, I acknowledge you as the next version of me. Go forth and have your own sitcom. But she wouldn't do that. And that lack and of And one intimacy. thing I loved is like they actually showed the the use of lubricant in a sex scene because I think that's the first time I've ever seen that in a movie. I've been saying that that should be in a movie for my whole life. I'm like, how are they never using lube in these sex scenes? It's very upsetting. It's not like I feel like women like I feel like there needs to be lubrication and we need to normalize that in the movie. So the fact that she was like, I don't know, it hurts and then like he went and got the coconut oil. I was like, this is really sexy to me because I know that it's actually feeling good for her. You know what I mean? Well, the thing that I thought was cool, too, is that, like, what made me like him, because there's, like, you know, a lot of reasons where you're like, okay, Mr. Hotshot, this actor, he looks so good looking. It's, like, makes me want to roll my eyes at some point. But, like, <laughs> he was actually really charming and nice with her, too, because because of her insecurities, she's like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. And she's like, blaming herself but he's like he makes it fun and cool he gets the lube and he like takes a little dollop and he rubs it on his nipples and he's like (laughs) now i'm extra cool right babe and she's she can't help but laugh and it it relieves the tension of like oh it's like you're not you don't have to perform for anyone this is just you guys it's okay for you to relax and let your hair down and you know what you need i heard that was an improv on set that he improvised that 
Well, I, I also heard that this is something that he generally likes, is having something cold and wet on his nipples as an actor. What? Yeah, well, because really? he did he did a submarine movie, and someone, oh like, there's a scene where he has to, like, uh, you know, it's like one of those classic submarine scenes where, like, uh, like a big tuna gets into the sub, of course, as it always happens, <laughs> and he has to, like... That's a classic? Oh, okay. yeah, that happens in every sub movie. You'll see it. And once you start looking <laughs> for it, it's in all of them. And he's, like, holding it to his chest, and it's, like, thr- it's, like thrashing, and he's like you know that was it was hard to work with that real tuna for that movie but there was something about the wet scales on my nipples because he was shirtless on in the sub too that you know it's just like he kind of liked it and so i believe that he he, he brought he's when you're shirtless that much i believe that you would have like you would need lubricant on your nipples they would be like you would take good care of them they're gonna be on camera a lot like that makes sense and i mean and it's also because a lot of his roles require him not to just remove his shirt, but remove it as fast as possible. There's a real chance of nipple burn ripping off a hot shirt like that, especially if you because he had to play a peasant in one movie and they were really, you know, that's not soft material. And if he's going to be ripping off his peasant shirt like that. Uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna chafe his nipples at some point. This is why, you know, baby oil. That was burlap. Yeah. Burlap on the nips is no good. It's, it's not just for downstairs. It's also for any place you feel like putting it, even in your day to day lives. But with consent, with consent, don't put it on other people's nipples without their consent. That's important. Should we mention that our sponsor is. Kroger coconut oil? Yes. Uh, yeah, there is a tie in this episode with Kroger coconut oil. I'm actually wearing some right now. Uh, it is staining through my shirt. But other than that, I think it's a great product. And you should all, if you need a discount code that is wet nips, just put in made up movies, wet nips into there and you should be able <laughs> to get, I don't know, like a billion <laughs> bottles of this, I assume. Go to Kroger.com. Yeah, just just figure it out. And if they if they promo code wet nips. If they say they don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) email their support line and say, I need this for my nipples in all caps. (laughs) And then send them send them photographs so they know it's true. All right. And if they ask what podcasters remember, Joe Rogan experience. Write that down and send that in. All right. I think I think we've we've done we've done our due diligence with this film. So, uh, what would you rate this movie out of ten? How how highly would you rate it as a film? Driving with the top I would down. say I love a romantic movie, and I never think they get enough. So, but I I you know, what it wasn't perfect. So I'll, I'll give it like an eight point one. That's good. That's really. Good. I would think I would give it that too. You know, is that I'm just realizing now that the title "Driving with the Top Down." I thought that was just the car. Is that referring to how topless Kyle is throughout the movie? Oh my god! There's all these metaphors. There's all these, um, you know, wordplay. Now that I'm thinking about it, we might have to watch it again. Yeah, m- maybe not without the goggles, because again, my eye hurts a lot from earlier. But. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, thank you so much, Kat, for being here. Kat Pilardi, everybody. Uh, if you, uh, are you, are you touring anytime soon? Will they, people be able to see you around the country? Or are you steadfast? If they, stuff? if they are a child, um, in fifth grade in Altadena, <laughs> they might have me as their teacher this okay. coming year. If they're a fifth grader who is listening to this, I apologize <laughs> to their parents profusely for literally Yeah, I want to be said. clear. I don't recommend this podcast for fifth graders. It's not appropriate for fifth graders. It's, it's not appropriate But if you happen to be, you know, 
if your parent is listening and you're secretly listening and you're a fifth grader and you live in Altadena, <laughs> then um, if you're, you, I might be your teacher if, if you go to Avis and Charter. If you're going it's not official puberty. yet. I don't have the contract, so let's not jinx it. <laughs> if you're going through puberty right now, just remember, you know, your first love uh, might not be your final love, but if you if you're you know steadfast, you know try to find yourself a Denise. Try to find a real connection, not just a status symbol with high boobs. That's that's the lesson <laughs> we will leave you with. <laughs> also, they're way too high. They're too high. They're too high. If you can, if you <laughs> have to attractive. move your boobs to be able to smell something, that's too high. <laughs> that scene where they're at the bakery and she has to move, move her, her boobs to like smell the. Cupcakes? Which, you know, that is another amazing. problem that could be solved with a little nose job. Because if the nose is smaller, it wouldn't hit the boots. That's just oh, insane. I'm not. No, I don't agree with that part. But okay. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you've got a suggestion for a made-up movie, uh, go on to at MadeUpMoviesPod on Twitter. Or send it to uh, MadeUpMoviesPod at gmail.com. Give us the title and uh, the premise of that movie. Thank you to Recasted for sending in Driving with the Top Down. And that's all for this week. Thank you very much. Uh, Bye-bye.